please enjoy the music while your party's being reached. Okay. We are recording. We're live. Um, not to make it about me, but it's the one year anniversary episode of the show. Yay! Um, I thought what better way to celebrate than to have two of my favorite guests on. Amber and John, welcome back. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for having us. What does this mean about your other guests? Eh, you can film this. <laughs> <laughs> Will they take it personally? Are you worried about anyone taking this personally? Uh, not especially. Yeah. Um, have you guys met before in person? We've never met in person. We've, we've oh, okay. interacted via Polo, which no one uses, but I'm trying to... What is I Polo? I love Polo. <laughs> you don't know what Polo is? <laughs> no. Polo, first of all. Yeah, I know, but you but send Polo. Polos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you're in the know, if you're in the NOLO, you call it Polo. <laughs> Yeah, we've been. At- oh, actually, no. I was I was texting uh, Patrick Samberg this morning. He's like, "Yeah, I'm Marco Polo John." I was just like, "I don't even know what this means. I'm not going to ask. It's too early." I tried today. to get Patrick to use it, but because he, he sends um, voice messages all the time anyway, but this is yes. a voice with your face. It's it's and that's basically what I want to do, especially because like I don't want to sit around texting complicated exactly. things all the time. Okay, so you just send, like, just video, video messages to your face. Okay. Yeah. I pay for the premium. Me too. Yeah. No, it's I'm, really I'm good. I'm a premium girl. It, 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 it's the closest thing we have to uh, letter writing in this society. I, wow. I've, I've hated that, like, I've hated that people have become so, like, it, it, it's, like, feels like such a received quirk is to be, like, anti-voicemail. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but I... I for me, it was all just projection and like my anti-voicemail thing because I didn't know how to check my voicemail for like four years. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know mine was full yeah. for years until I got out of like a job and they're like, we can't even reach you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was like, for my what? My what bill? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I feel like I, I've always loved, I mean, I guess I've like leaving voicemails more than I like receiving voicemails. Polos, it's both. It's I the love best. Leaving and receiving. It's the best, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you can really go on your in your own time. You can leave a very long video message, and they can just watch it whenever the fuck they want. At their leisure, which is yeah. like the this, some of the best way. It's like leaving notes, but with your face. Yeah. Hmm. I've only you just gotten into it. leaving voice messages, which I think is like kind of fun because if. I only leave them when I'm like kind of in like a silly mood and it's like fun to hear your friends laugh because we live even more isolated uh, lives than we ever have. So I'm like, oh, you know, it'll be fun to do that. And then it's fun when you get one back. It's similar. I'm 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 a Marco Polo evangelist. I think that everyone should be on it. And yeah, it's the best way to so many people into it. And it's less. okay. this is some a huge revelation that Theta Hamill um came up with um <laughs> had about marco polo there's there are literally i mean it's absolutely collect like collecting and recording your voice and like and i'm sure turning it into some sort of sellable data <laughs> yeah. but there are oh, no yeah, but that's... visible ads yes they have not found a way on the interface to advertise to you it's just yeah. the video and then below is like a series of the marco polos like it's not 
there's no way for them to interrupt you with ads, which is actually gigantic right now. Which also means that like it will probably not last that long. But so that means you need to get in on it now while yeah, it's yeah. 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 I'm I remember Theta, by the way, uh, from one of my best birthdays uh, when she was co-hosting Queerioke at uh, TNT. She would Which not remember me at all. Dan and I, I, I feel like I would go like to every one. Me too. I went alone. I every loved it. it was, I it went was... for my birthday once and it was so fun. And um, I was wearing like these leggings that had like a photographic print of like a, of like a, cheetah with the mouth open mm-hmm. uh, over the uh, the genital area um and uh and she was like it's cheetah pussy's the birthday girl and i was like <laughs> thank you i feel so loved that, that was, was such a fun night yeah and the so fact fun. that theta would like uh adore any kind of birthday girl at queeroki means she, that she probably did like you <laughs> she was so mean to everyone it's yeah. like okay so it's like like one of the reasons I like cats is because like I'm sorry, if a dog likes you, that's not impressive. They like everyone. <laughs> no, they're needy, yeah. desperate freaks. If yeah. a cat likes you, you did something. You've earned yep. and their And Theta is definitely a cat. Totally. 100%. Um I've also heard that the binary um the same binary but in a cunt and whore. Mm. Like cunt whore. Like cunt is the cat, whore is the dog. Hmm. Yeah. That checks yeah. out. Yeah. As a cunt, I, I very much, yeah. <laughs> and as a whore. Yeah. <laughs> you're a whore. I'm a, I'm a full whore. I'm a full I think all blonde people are whores then. It's also a blonde and brunette dichotomy too, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. There's something, there's some science there. <laughs> We're doing science now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amber, congrats on the book. Thank you. Uh, I'm still... I'm still turning in a few pages and now I'm in edits, which is like, um, I actually, I generally like edits. Mm -hmm. Like editing is more fun than writing and writing is more rewarding, but I hate writing. Um, But it's like, oh my God, I made so many words. Why did I make so many words? Now I have to go fix them and make them readable to other people. But I think it's going to turn out well. And if it doesn't, who cares? You got the money. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> do you like your editor? I do like my editor because my editor actually like likes my work and liked it beforehand too. That's like he really read nice. my um, writing before I was on Chapo too. So that's mm. like a good sign. Is the imprint like the imprint? I literally have no idea what I'm saying. The publisher, <laughs> like, are they sorry, but are they kind of like left-leaning is this kind of like in no it's Macmillan they're pretty um ecumenical and mm-hmm. um you know it's it's one of those things where I think people are sort of like I, I specifically didn't want to go to a left publisher because they don't have much more money mm-hmm. and also uh I think I write for like a broader audience and not just people who are sort of like political like even yeah. when I write about politics like like it's like fun. the best compliment I can receive is like people are like, oh, my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my friend that doesn't really care about politics likes your your writing, likes likes reading your essays and thinks that they're they're funny. So yeah. Well, not to turn the, to make this about me, but when I posted your um, PMC article, oh, I, a lot of people DM me and were like, this is such good writing. 
Thank Jeez. you. Like, which is Thank never, I've, that's never said about like kind of like leftist writing. I feel like it's, yeah, I don't and think. And also like accessibility in like lefty writing is usually like I feel like they like oversimplify it or they don't make it interesting. It's yeah, fun. so I think there's like a line between people try. I think. I think people sort of either try to condes- condescend to readers or they, which means dumbing it down, which means like the absence of style. Um, yes. And like, or they like try to sound smart and it's like, just, just be normal. Just mm-hmm. like talk to people the way you would normal talk to people. But yeah. I mean, I think about like, like Oscar Wilde went on a tour of like coal mines in America, like as like he was lowered into a coal mine, and I think in Colorado, and all of these. Did he like, get out? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, he did. We would have heard about that, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, to sort of give a speech because there were all these like striking, uh, you know, miners and uh, union organizing, and he's a big socialist, and like these were like roughnecks on the frontier. And he was like lowered down in like a purple velveteen jacket, making you know faggy jokes, and like they fucking loved him. Of course, they loved him. Yeah. It's like you, you don't have to flatten your style. You you can still be a ridiculous eccentric person as long as you have like a genuine affection for the people you're talking to, and they're not your readers or your listeners aren't dumb. Like just. You know, and and they like style. People respect style. There's a difference between that and snobbery. Anyway, I'm ranting. I I always told you, Amber, when I when you were a little girl, I said you have a book in you. <laughs> <laughs> you were always so, there for me. You were always like, there for I me. I have to say, it's very moving for me. <laughs> um, what what like portion of the book is like essays that we've seen, and what is like new, or is it all new? It's um. I think at this point it's ninety percent new because uh, my. Oh, that's so exciting! Was, okay, no. yeah, I've, I would have felt really shitty for like, yeah, they're actually all old essays. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't. Like, I'm not that kind of uh, famous where I can just republish all my own. Essays not that kind of girl. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say. But I would totally do it if, it, if the money was good. Um, so it's like one. Like one chapter is like a more developed version of something I previously wrote, but I looked at it with, um, like, uh, my favorite essays is like probably like David Rakoff, uh, and yeah, like of all time, my, of all time, yeah. Um, and it, you go back and like you can find like in like Esquire or he was kind of like the homosexual in residence for like Esquire for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could find like the sort of rudimentary essays that later became chapters. And mm-hmm. you saw like what he did to sort of develop them at, or maybe how they were cut originally. Um, and that's like, that's been like very, that's been what I've been trying to sort of, I reread all his books and, uh, and went back and looked at all of the, the published versions of things that were reprinted. And I'm like, okay, so this is how I build out an essay into a chapter, which I really only had to do once. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly new stuff. Cool. His essay about getting fired from First Wives Club. Oh my God. Is <clears throat> huge. 
Wait, tell me about it because I don't. I've never heard of this person. Before. Okay, have you seen First Wives Club? Probably like Diane. Yeah, yeah. Keaton and all just all the ladies. There's ladies. Yeah, yeah. The ladies. Yeah, the ladies. The lady. <laughs> it's a kind of a not. And Goldie focus, focus. Goldie right. Hawn in a in an extremely like self-aware like i think people always thought that goldie hawn was a bimbo but like she's like a love her so brilliant much. comedic actress yeah. and like she's she's like making fun of herself in like this super self-aware way but the actual like book that it's based on is kind of like it's one of those things that you watch where you're like i love all of these people i wish they had like better material exactly i always return to that movie like every three or four years being like this is this is going to be so profoundly satisfying. And then I always feel a little empty despite yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. charisma for days. The, they have incredible chemistry. They don't make them like that anymore, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was supposed to play the, the Bronson Pinchot or Pinchot. Or he was supposed to play the, the gay decorator. Yeah. Um, and he, he's a little, I, I like, he talked about being like a little bit, it's like eh, being typecast a little bit, but like, I don't care. Um, and like he was not an actor, like he was like kind of yeah. plucked from his like. He was I mean, like kind of like an off the. He's Amy yeah. Sedaris plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he did like the stuff that I used to do with like my actual theater friends in mm. New York, where I'm like, I don't want anyone to see this. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want anyone to listen was, to this podcast either, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if yeah, only we could. In here. It was yeah. like, a, like David Lynch said, where he said, I wish I could make movies and then no one would ever see them. <laughs> well, I don't want to watch any of them, so he's <laughs> mission accomplished, <laughs> David Lynch. <laughs> but, I always uh, feel like he's like putting a gun to my head and being like, you have to watch every little detail. I'm like, I don't have the attention span to read like three <laughs> tweets in a row, man. Uh, okay. Back to David Rankoff. Rack- Rack- Rackoff. Yeah. Okay. I do. So think David Rackoff. I-, I think you would probably. Love him I mean, too. hey. Yeah. Also, like, I think for sort of millennial ADHD readers, he's really good because he writes very tangentially. So it is kind of like reading the, the most brilliant kind of thread that all works together. That it that it like forms like a larger thing, but then he'll do like a weird digression. You don't get bored. You never get bored. Also, he was like a, an amazing monologuist. So like mm. I think that's maybe why they were like, oh, you're you're good at this. You can act, and it's yeah. like doing readings, and it's like, oh, now those are different things. <laughs> oh, remember it's like, readings? It's like all about just like the the essays, like all him, the just the hell of like failing on something that's like very high stakes. Yeah, and he... And, and the pe- people looking at you kind of like, huh. Yeah, d- I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, yeah. What? What's working. What's this? What's yeah, he got this replaced. here? Yeah, he got replaced by Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> it's really, it's funny, but like, like a lot of his stuff is really funny. And he, he like died like tragically young and... Uh, oh no, I was just going to ask he, what he was up to today. He did like a monologue uh, like right before he died after he had had... I'll send you the monologue. It's on This American Life, which, like, whatever. We're all... Aren't we all? Yeah, like... (laughs) uh, Obviously, Ira Glass is a terrorist, but... uh, I've never listened. (laughs) Okay, no, I'm going to send you this. It, like... It it will, like, break your heart, and it's funny, and it's not... If it's for a non... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's better than that thing. Like, I was just talking about this with my 
boyfriend <laughs> about like the moth structure which is like it's always it's like funny 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 and then it's like <laughs> yeah it's yeah just like one final moment of like, <sighs> i think the uh, fringe the that scottish fringe festival Edinburgh. they say the same thing where they're like All the same yeah so like like american comedians come in and they're like i didn't know i was supposed to talk about my mother's rape i thought i was like <laughs> <laughs> it was a comedy festival but i no, can exactly. yeah <laughs> and then they come back to america and they're like revolutionary because there's like an like a thread of sincerity or they have like they're like standing in front of a christmas tree yeah 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 <laughs> I guess I'm referencing a very specific show that I saw. <laughs> but you understand what I mean. Gotta look it up. Uh, is that why Nanette happened? Yes, actually, it was a, oh it my was a God. fringe. It was a fringe thing. I would say I where, watched 15 yeah. seconds of that and I was like, hell do no. And she even like get into like the serious part yet. I was like, no, nah, I don't even like where this is going. I had, yeah, I tried and I was like, ah, this just is not my thing. And like, I think the thing is, is that I, I do like readings. I miss doing readings. And I like monologues that are actually that. Mm-hmm. And I like stand-up comedy. I don't, I, I, I don't want my, you know, meat touching my vegetables. I don't, like, I, I want it, mm-hmm. like, I, I felt like. Exactly. It didn't it's, have. It's, it's an abuse of the social contract. Like, it's, yeah. uh, that is comedy. Like, it's like, we know they're making it up. Yeah, I mean, we we sorry, we know it's pre-written. Like the audience yeah. knows it's pre-written, but we're like believing in the kind of like watching them kind of like go. You know the thing where you know it's like you're like yeah. totally stand-up comedy them. is is pretending to have a conversation. Yes, and then yeah. and then suddenly they're coercing you into like and my grandmother's rape. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, I and don't, the, I can't. Everyday leave life now. is punishing enough. We don't I need another this layer. Isn't why I, this isn't why I came to this. I, I would have come to something else if I was going to do that. Yeah. I didn't come to side splitters to hear that. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> Zanies. Uh. Wait, John, what's like the dumbest name of a comedy club you've ever performed at? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, are they all just like well, equally kind I of? I mean, you know? I I am. I feel like one of the key, like one of the early gentrifiers of comedy. You know, like, so I was, like, I'm responsible. I feel partially responsible for the gentrification of comedy. So, like, I feel like, and and that was because, I, I, I so I managed to avoid, like, places like Zany's. Yeah. It was always, mm. like, it was always, like, you know, cameo gallery. <laughs> you know. Come to a comedy show. It's in my friend Ilspeth's basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did so many. So, so many, many Ilspeth's basement. Yeah. <laughs> And like, and then a lot of like queer backyard shows. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Hell. I feel like, yeah. Hell. I feel like my. Um, did, it, did either of you go? Over, wait, no, Dan, you went to bath salts, right? Yep. Right. That was a okay. Monday night party, right? Uh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a Monday night. Wait, Amber, the fact we would like go to the same parties we didn't know each other at the time, which is like. Yeah. Also, I, I I probably had like a cheetah over my pussy at the time, so it's weird that we wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. If I remember the cheetah girl, and I'm not. It's not ringing a bell. We probably like have talked. You probably before. weren't um, that. Uh, look, you probably weren't looking at pussies. Yeah, <laughs> we probably did. Yeah, oh, why not? But yeah. like that was like a fun thing where it's like you. you I was could, like, why is there a woman a at this bar? <laughs> you knew that there was like more of a variety show thing in that. 
So as long as mm -hmm. you know what it is going in, I'm fine with it. What I don't want to do is go to a comedy show and then hear about your grandmother's rape. Exactly. I don't want the bait and switch. Exactly. I, I detest that. And it's, it is, it's like, it's literally, it's been comedy for the past 10 years. It's, it's not, it's stressful. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not yeah. why I, it's not why I do the thing. It's not why I like the genre. Yeah. And I, and I like really like grueling, tragic stuff too. It's just like, yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't like being tricked. Yes. I'll watch Bjork get like. Yeah. <laughs> hanged in the, <laughs> the dark over and over yeah yeah like i didn't come to the chuckle bucket for breaking the waves <laughs> yeah we've had to evolve and do like different kinds of things now like online and shit which yeah. oh yeah john how did okay so i haven't seen it yet but like you collaborated with uh metrograph and you did a screening of clock watchers with Parker Posey and Jill, oh is it Specker? Sprecker. Sprecker. I yeah. typed it wrong. Jill well, Sprecker. I you did know CH, but you just don't, you don't do it. I left out the R. Or there is oh, no R. Oh. There's, There's got to be an R. There's an R. Two R's. Sprecker. Okay. Well, I got Sprecker. one written down. Um, <laughs> that was so exciting to see because, I mean, we talked about this on our last episode. We love Clock Watchers. Like two um, it's an amazing movie. Yeah. I think it's all we yeah, talk I'm about. so glad you like number it. Number three. Yeah. Um... Have, have you like met Parker Posey before or, or Jill? you've like had a conversation with Jill before, right? Yeah. I've had Jill. I, when I wrote a paper on clock watchers when I was 18 and I interviewed oh. her for it and she literally, I like oh. literally went through the cinema studies program at NYU and like contact their alumni department and like called her from, um, a payphone. No, it was <laughs> from that restaurant. It was like, uh, whatever. It was like Orlin. Remember? Cafe no. or Lynn, or <laughs> I've been to like two restaurants in Manhattan in my life. I'm like not. Like, <laughs> I can name you. like three. <laughs> what are they? What are they? Um, Baccaro, because my friends work there. Right. No. Um, idea. What about Lupa? Never heard of Lupa. Lupa is where I Lupa. saw. I've been uh, to Lupa's one. Lupa is where I saw Parker Posey <laughs> with Ooh. my friend Elaine, and Elaine's like this, like just chain smoking, like cool, sexy voice, like uh, NYU. So she's like writing this book on the movie Reds or whatever. And she's like, that's Parker Posey. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> we also that's saw amazing. Michael Shannon there once and he was incredibly nice. So Fine. it's nice. It's nice when people you like are. I don't expect anyone famous or talented to ever be nice. So yeah. when yeah. they are, I'm like, it's a thrill. Yeah. They get, they, they get too much credit. It's like, they're yeah, yeah. Really nice. Oh, I, I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah. But it wasn't like, we didn't talk to him. He asked about Elaine's bag or something. Uh, and then, like, he initiated the conversation. And uh, and it's weird, too, because he has, like, the weird, intense Michael Shannon face. But he has that even when he's being nice and having, like, a nice pasta dish. Um, I feel like you were wearing the cheetah tights again, were you? <laughs> Maybe that was it, yeah. <laughs> he was staring at my groin. Yeah, it's the cheetah pussy thing. Gets him every time. <laughs> the only other restaurant I can think of is that I've been to the Indian restaurant with all the lights on the ceiling. Oh, of course. Yeah, so yeah. That's two. Uh, that's all I can really come up with. I right like. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I miss drinking in like hotel bars mm. where you just could just sit at like a marble counter 
with like a book with like a stupid cocktail and look mm -hmm. pretend you're Dorothy Parker. <laughs> be like someday there'll be a plaque here that said Amber Lee Frost drank here. You know. Uh, I literally never had money to do anything until I got on unemployment this year. So or yeah. last year. So I, well, I want to go to the Marlton and have uh, trick view. for the kids. Show up a little drunk and then just sip the there you <laughs> sip go. the cocktail. Mm. But John, so what were is, some highlights from the yeah. Metrograph uh, oh, oh. screening? I'm dying to know. I'm sure it was like such a vibe. It was it was such a vibe. You should watch it. It's it's gonna be on there till like for like a like four more days or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, I thought I said like, till like August or something. No, that could have been a typo on my part. But it's, I, um, I thought I said August twenty fourth. Wait, where can we watch it? Metrograph.com. Okay. Uh, By the way, that was the last the last movie I saw. What uh, before before the pandemic was was at Metrograph and I did my regular Metrograph thing where I like like when I when I would go to movies by myself where I would like dress up and put on perfume mm. and have a cocktail and then go oh. see some true yeah yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah I miss that so much I know yeah I'm still I never really been to Metrograph yeah yeah I like great. don't you I don't like don't even know why I live here I don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like the people, though, you know, yeah. in the city. Yeah. That's, that's enough of a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they look good. Sorry, I just got a text that says, are you aware of the Janet Jackson auction? <laughs> uh, oh, yes. It's, well, uh, um, Alyssa Bennett started a really fucking cool new Instagram where she posts um, items from... Is there a um, Rhythm Nation auctions. backup dancer tour jacket? Because no, I saw it's like, it once and I almost robbed the guy. In, well, okay, there's bracelets from a, 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 one of her like later videos, like two like bang or like three like bangle bracelets that are like crazy. There's one, I, the, there's a dress that's like a powder blue like baby doll like doily like child's dress. Oh my god! So she posts. I think they've already all been sold, and so she like types like the estimate and what it actually sold for and like the brief like history of it i would love um, to i would love to. that's 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 antiques roadshow for me like that's <laughs> i what's the instagram i'm not on um, instagram i'm, I'm anymore, trying to find it right now i may i may start a secret account just for this i know i've wondered is, do, do you ever just peruse okay i found it it's I called can't, they only uh, let you look at like three things on instagram the before up. they're like yeah yeah so it's i called, can't even like stalk which is probably good that's yeah. probably good, yeah. Um, it's called Westwood Village Mortuary. Westwood underscore village underscore mortuary underscore. She's already got 1,500 followers. Like Kurt Cobain's sweaters up in here. Um, wow. Oh, my God. There's so much cool shit. There's, like, paintings um, that, like, Anna Nicole Smith made. Oh. These are kind of... I'm, I'm picking, like, the obvious ones, but... um, There's, like, All an right, emerald ring from Richie account. Sambora. I don't know how that is. Oh my god, this I'm gonna show you the screen. This is a, a painting that Michael Jackson did that sold for sixteen thousand dollars. Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> that is <laughs> That is as terrifying as as, as Michael Jackson. It's as the, as a the, black you, Mickey Mouse waving a wand over that sad dog. dog. What's that dog's like, name? That's like it's like a pooch. It's like the it's like you think of pooch, it's like that dog. It's like droopy. Pluto. Is it Pluto, oh, right? Pluto. Pluto is a dog. But was he the definitely dog perky one that was like, well, you know, that would stand yeah. up? Yeah, goofy, goofy. I didn't see. Oh, that I'm thinking of Goofy. Goofy's I think the this anthropomorphic is one. This is Pluto. That says it right here. It says Pluto. By the way, how so. fucked up is it that in the <laughs> Disney universe there is a dog dog that is like a dog, 
That's and Pluto. Then, yeah. And then there's an anthropomorphic dog, but like wears pants and a hat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like a suburban I, dad. I feel yeah. like we do that with ducks too, though. <laughs> yeah. Were there yeah, any totally. just like well, what's ducks up with in that? the pond and ducktails? Like, <laughs> did they have? Was there a tense relationship between them? I I'd love to know. Did you Did you ever hear about uh, John Waters trying to go through? I think Christie's for um, uh, Jackie Kennedy's stuff after her auction. No. She was like, no. so he like obviously he has a guy at Christie's, and um, he was like, all I want is her trash can. I <laughs> 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 just want Jackie Kennedy's trash can, and he's like, there isn't one in it. He's like, there has to be a trash can. Everyone has a trash can, and the Christie's <laughs> guys goes, honey, she didn't throw anything away. <laughs> damn that's good i know yeah but i'd be, imagine being like an like an auction like like an auction trawler or whatever yeah. like going through those things and collecting paraphernalia the only thing i collect are like bootleg simpsons t-shirts mm. like that's my, that's my version of antiques and uh do you, you just know. wear them or do you do oh i wear them framed okay yeah, no, I wear them. I, 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 that's the only way I can rationalize it. Is yeah. like, yes, I need a, I need a, a Mexican Bart Simpson T-shirt, <laughs> uh, but I, it's an article of clothing. So it's, I'm really, I'm being practical in my stupid, my stupid collection. Yeah, I caramba. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, but John, like, did Parker oh, Posey say anything funny? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm dropping the ball here. <laughs> Oh no! I think I froze. And we're calling this. Okay, I have one quick thing about Jill before we do Parker. But oh yeah, no, go all the way. Hello, hello. Do I'm you good. hear me? I can hear you. I think I froze. Oh. Just uh, <laughs> keep. No, my uh, internet's just such a fucking piece of shit. It's crazy. I just got a new router too. It's not okay. even helping. Oh god damn it! Gotta get a booster. Does this work? True. I, I need know. a booster. I got, I got some, and now it always like pops me onto the wrong Wi-Fi. It's hell. Um. <laughs> So yeah, no, Jill Sprecher, like you might imagine from the movie Clock Watchers, is like chronically self-deprecating. She mm -hmm. is the kind of, she's like the perfect mix of like the Tony Collette character, like kind of true, like socially anxious wallflower. And then like the Parker Posey character, like deeply cynical. And I don't know, she's, um, she's incredible. But there was one, there was one, I was expecting a level of self-deprecation, but she had one beautiful moment where like, I was just so impressed by it where I was like, I was, you know, trying to, in, it's in such an embarrassing way, trying to like talk about the capitalist critique in yeah. Clock Watchers. Because no, it is, like it is, it it's, is. and also it wasn't like, it wasn't like didactic. That was the no, amazing thing about all. it. Like it wasn't like, you know, women in the, you know, it wasn't, it was just like, this is a story. Yeah. And it's, and it was like the, it was, you know, showing the turn in like office culture and like, like the smile that was put over the ruthless 80s greed you know and like and not in a i mean by the way office space might be genius i literally never saw it like at, in protest because i love clock watchers so much. Yeah. <laughs> but like but like <clears throat> i do appreciate how brutal like like clock watchers is like relentless and brutal and there's no happy ending and like i don't know if there's a happy ending in office space but i just i appreciate how everything just disintegrates that movie and they get to smash like, a printer in the field and then they call it a day i don't remember yeah, it really yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then there is some sort of like catharsis. There is none in Clock Watchers. No, but um, mm -hmm. but like, but I so I asked her. I just was like tr trying to you know collapse it down into one kind of 
cute question. I was like, Jill Sprecher, I was like, do you hate capitalism? And she and her answer was, I mean, I gave her this opportunity to be like self-righteous or, or whatever, sanctimonious and go into some sort of talk about the critique in, you know, inherent in her work. And she literally just goes, she goes, well, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, I'm clearly bad at it. Um, but yeah, that was, she's just, she's fascinating. She like lives with her sister who she co-wrote the movie with. Yeah. They, like, well, and her their... brother. Who's her brother? This? How do you know Oh this? my God. Amber knows well, everything. Well, because I, I, I've, I've written about finance before. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but sometimes I, I dabble in journalism. She mentioned this in the interview. Her okay, brother's like some big investor, right? No, no, you know. Her brother purchased, or he was, okay, so the founder and CEO of the Intercontinental Exchange and chairman of the New York Stock Exchange, which I didn't even know, he, he like bought it. I didn't even know you could like do that. Cause I he thought bought it was, the like, stock thing. exchange? Like, he apparently it refers to like the terminal uh, or like the system that you use. Um, I'm, I'm garbling this, but it's, it's the most, it's the, it's, he's, he's, he's the biggest fucking deal. So he bought the Continental Power Exchange from a, uh, which is like a big, big electronic energy company. And then, um, like Enron was the computers. I'm looking at uh, the competitors. I'm looking at this now. Uh, and then, uh, okay. So his wife is Kelly Loeffler. Wait, wait, wait. Who is that? That sounds... Um, I'm pretending that's familiar. So she's a businesswoman and senator from Georgia, and she's super corrupt. <laughs> oh, oh, she's Uh-oh. like hardcore. Yeah, like, she's the one that has like this weird, ugly, like Florida McMansion that, like, it. Look it up. But then it's she just... wears like a flannel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wow. he's like she, this she big in a flannel. Big finance guy. Oh, yeah, I know exactly you're talking about the flannel. Yes, she the flannel. Like, yep. <laughs> yes. She's a horny handed yeah. uh, daughter of toil. She's like uh, Elizabeth Hurley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going like pumpkin picking. But she has like, the, her brother is like this insanely <laughs> successful guy in finance. Yeah. And she like still co writes screenplays with her sister in like. I know wherever with theater or something in the, in the valley and yeah the, and she they lived near for and she, okay one thing that was so beautiful is like i literally watched her and parker posey talk for the first time since before 9 11 oh wow wow just like, so it was so sweet it was really really beautiful parker was literally like just like fully just would kind of like in the middle of a sentence just kind of get up and walk off <laughs> <laughs> But all, she always came back. She always came yeah. back. You know, she, that was her vibe at Lupa like, too. You know, and then like, and the computer was, by the way, it was like here the entire time. She was like, yeah, I just. <laughs> she looked like and, Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> and the metrograph kept, the technician kept being like, can you put, make a little less headroom? And she was like, okay. <laughs> um, I just saw a picture of that. I'm like, what the fuck? Is relatable. Relatable. The two times I have tried to independently record a podcast without our producer, they've been ruined both times. It's uh, technology's hard. I'm an yeah, artist. You're telling me. Exactly. <laughs> no, but it was, and then and then we both, Jill, me and Jill, were like, we're like, Parker, your place looks so beautiful. Like, and she was like, it's a long story. <sighs> <laughs> like apologizing for it. Yeah. Uh, we, and she just was like, kind of like fell silent. She was like, yeah. I don't. It was it was so. Funny. I don't know. I have no idea what she could have been. 
insinuating. I, I, it was, it was, but she was a goddamn delight. She kept it so like lively, and she also remembered, despite having literally not seen Clockwatcher since it came out, she remembered so much about it. And like, I, it was, I watched it the morning of th- that I interviewed them, and I was like. I really, when I watch that, I, I almost like take her talent for granted. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so kind of she's appearance. one of those people that like you can't believe she's doing it, and you can't yeah. even compare it to anyone else because it's like impossible. Well, and she really has like she does have a canon. I'm not saying that like she's she should be working more, of course. Like, but like <clears throat> there is a kind of Parker Posey like iconography. Like, there's like a, I don't know, but and. Th- so I'm usually watching it in this like in defense of like Tony and Lisa and Alana. I'm usually like mm. trying to get people to see like Lisa Kudrow doing the most bone chilling work of her career. Yeah. And, like, you yeah. know, and Tony Collette doing the most like kind of subtle and restrained work of her career and Alana Ubach doing the most like dramatic work of her career. It's like shocking, you know. Anyway, but like so when when I was watching it knowing I was going to talk to her, I was like very emotional. It's like it's such an it's an insane performance and there's such a huge arc and she's fired in the end she has that big scene at the end where she's like screaming in front of the entire office you know Mm -hmm. she's like i have a name it's margaret like take a memo barbara like it's just it's (laughs) so fucking it's so beautiful and like it's it's really it was like amazing to talk to her about it and she clearly was aware like it's not just like she came in did her thing left and forgot the movie she's clearly aware of the fact that that was like a very kind of beautiful meaningful performance and that was very special that she knew it. she's the jill told her when they were doing the movie she was like jill's the piece of direction that jill gave her was like your margaret is a prisoner studying law studying law Ooh. Isn't that beautiful? Ooh. yeah I damn that. Such good direction. And then she also, and then Jill said that Parker was like, I want to look like Catherine Hepburn. And like, she had, she came in with all these ideas. So like, the kind of like khakis that she's wearing with like the floral shirt when she's like smoking the bathroom window, like Mm -hmm. that was full, like her like coming to set and being like, I want to look like Catherine Hepburn. You know, like, anyways, it it was just very beautiful to watch them talk. I, I, it was a very earnest, gushy talk. I wish I had funnier stories. And it's the one year anniversary of your podcast, and I have no funny stories. So you weren't like watching the movie together. You like uh, did a little interview before. No, yeah, yeah. we pre-recorded an interview okay. that was like forty-five minutes, and then and then it they tacked it on to the end of the movie, and then I did a little intro too. But it was also I have I literally have Polaroid like the continuity hair and makeup continuity Polaroids framed behind me. You did you, you oh, get yeah. them back from the framer? Yes, <laughs> thank you, Dan. For well, you know, that. last episode. <laughs> They were at you the were framer. considering like wanting it out. This is yeah, and so, and so I literally did. You hang them yet? Where are we at? I, I hanged them, and um, they're absolutely gorgeous. They're, I mean, they're really gorgeous. Where in the and where in the home are they? They're in like front and center living room, like yep. perfectly centered between two sconces. They're like a religious. Oh, that's it's exactly really what I like wanted to hear. Yeah. Yes, and it's they're like in between these two like arches in the ceiling. It's really. It's the best. But so, how many Polaroids did you end up with, and how big is the frame overall? Just curious. Absolutely, it's um, about <laughs> twenty-eight Polaroids, I think. Ooh, and the frame, it's big. Ooh. It costs yeah. a sh- real chunk Ooh. of change. Well, you got a really good deal, if I remember correctly. Expensive. I didn't realize this. Oh, like, it's I, a lot. It's insane. <laughs> I should have gone into framing. <laughs> yeah, you should have gone into framing. <laughs> It's insanely expensive. I had no idea, but like that's like yeah. if someone 
has like basic like carpentry skills and like like did that they should do that because <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah. lucrative apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Oh, you just turned the light on. Ooh. Yeah, that's. All I thought you were going to get the frame. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I can use it's my imagination. Big. It, yeah, send, us, like, send us a pic. I like, I, is he going to rip it off the wall? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? So uh, send uh, send Dan a, an invite to Marco Polo, and then we'll start a little chat, and you can oh, get in on this. So there's there's group chats on Marco Polo. Oh, Why wouldn't there yes. be? Oh, yes. Oh, there okay. is. Yeah. What, okay, so how, what's like the biggest, how many people are in like the biggest group chat on Marco Polo? I'm in a five-person group. Ooh. I think I'm only in like, Three. Six. I think I'm in one four people group, yeah. but like it's one person doesn't talk as much. But it it works the way it works with a with a group chat. It's almost like less chaotic than a group chat because you can watch everything and then respond to everything in one polo and not have to do the you know re- reply thing in exactly or the yeah. little like heart here, thumbs up here, just to be like yeah oh, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. It's the best. We'll get you in. We'll get you it in. does sound cool. I'm just like I like. Do you are you comfortable like filming a Marco Polo when you're in public, like on a sidewalk? Or do you only it do it in the home? Like you're FaceTiming Dan. Yeah. I'm so like self conscious, which, which I'm very uncomfortable. No, I have Marco Polo mostly in the privacy of my own home. Right. Um, I am the sort of person who will try on a piece of clothing in the store over my regular clothing, so I'm not the best person. So I learned from my mother. She gave me the best advice ever when I was like in junior high and I switched to a new school and I was getting like bullied. I'm like, oh, these girls hate me. And she's like, oh, Amber, they don't hate you. No one even notices you. And it was like, after the initial sting, yeah, that's, no, that's, actually that's the most freeing thing. Yeah. Like a, my car has like a like a hole in the tailpipe what kind of like, car do you drive it's very loud it's like a toyota matrix it's actually my friend's car he's oh. like take my car and i'm like okay it was because he got like a new car and it still ran but it was his was like super loud and someone was like is are do you ever like feel weird that people are staring at you because your car is so loud and i'm like people aren't staring at me but they then i realized oh he yet. was right yeah. It like people were staring at me, but I'm like, yeah. well, now I'm having fun with it. To have, <laughs> Mama like, told loud, me I was invisible. Yeah. Yeah. To have a loud car in like driving around Silver Lake <clears throat> where people are like in like LA is such like nice cars everywhere yeah. Yeah. that I'm like, such quiet hybrids. Or silent yeah. hybrids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. They're so quiet. But people, I, this, I mean, and then they kind of sound like space, like UFO. Yeah, like drones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I've got like a big loud car, but it's like, if if I was more self aware, I'd probably be super neurotic about all kinds of things. But receiving that advice from my mother, which honestly, ninety nine percent of the time is true. Most of the time, people don't even know. They don't give a shit. So you can relax. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible advice. The thing that got me through like adolescence was actually advice I gave myself, and it's very it's the same. It's the, it's the same because that's, I was all I had. But it's the same. It's the same thing. It's like, which is just like when I would have like a zit and be like, "Well, great, like this is gonna suck." But then I would be like, 
literally everyone's just thinking about their own zits. Like ev- it's everyone's just mm-hmm. at, just as nervous as you and is just thinking about themselves and just as terrified. They're not and th- it's like I didn't think about other people. Yeah. I wasn't like Kelsey has a zit today. You know, like, yeah, I wasn't exactly. like Oh my god, look who has a zit. I mean, I guess some people think like that. I don't know. Yeah, but those people like suck. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's a very, like, specific, I think, kind of person who, like, you know, observes people for the express purpose of, like, finding their flaws. Whereas, like, most people are just, like, even if they, like, I think I'm sort of a watcher, but what it is when I'm sort of observing people like a weirdo is, like, I wonder what weird inner life they have, which is not, it's not the zit that I notice. No, it's not the same. I'm an observer. I do notice flaws, but I always just think, like, when's the last time they had sex and how much money do they have in their debit account? Yeah. <laughs> what can Pretty I get it. from them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I would get used to electric cars because, like, they're, like, it's, like, happening so fast. And I don't think a lot of people that aren't, like, following cars even know that it's, like, totally, like, it's, the it's, like, um... In the next like four years, like most brands are gonna be like electric only. They're like pivoting so hard right now. Like I, Ford just released a Mustang Mach E, which is like a Mustang that's all electric. And it's like a four door crossover blob. Um, Jaguar said they're gonna be all electric by twenty twenty five, which sounds very far away, but it's literally like three model like, years away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so soon. So if you want to buy like a rumbling V eight sports car, you better. Start saving now because you won't be able to for long. The V8 Splash. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, John, we never talked about the V8 Splash because it was on my uh, list from our last episode. You oh, tweeted yeah. about like, you were like, I want, what was it? You wanted like V8 but something so sweet or something? Yeah, was, I was just like describing V8 Splashes if I didn't know it was invented. I was like, I want all the health benefits of a V8. It's like, so sweet though. V8, it's so sweet. sweet. It's not that um, sweet. It's sweet, yeah, but it's like it is, it's so sweet. But you get the little ones, and it's like, oh, this is a. It's like a. That's why it's a blast. Yeah. 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 Splash. You're getting splash like whoa. It's not. It's not a V8 tidal wave. Should we invent a cocktail with V8 splash as a mixer, and just be like, it's like a salad. It's really healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. Half vodka, <laughs> so like V8 splash. And you just call it the V8 splash. That's yeah. A there you go. For a cocktail. It's motor it oil from a V8 arrived. and <laughs> Wait, where'd uh, you go? I have to pee. I'll this be right back. Perfect time for me to receive food. Okay, yeah, no, pee. take a break. I'll edit this out. Hey, Dan. Oh, hey. Your Shake Shack arrived. Something's off with Amber, right? I know, right? We have to like, talk to her. Something's weird. She doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> she actually looks so good. I'm like, she damn, so I wish I could just trade lives with her. I'd, I'd, I'd just have the hottest men, you know, all the time. I know. But instead, I'm dressed like a literal clown in this pajama shirt. I, I, but see, I, I'm going to mince around the streets. No, it's a pajama shirt. To me, it looks like... <laughs> to me, it looks like truly like a kind of like a very hot preppy... Sorry. Um, I got cheese sauce for my fries. Oh, you have to. Yeah. 
My go-to is I get the shake stack, which has the fried room thing. Yeah, and it's like a, a waterfall <laughs> of cheese, which is it always burns me oh, deeply. Yeah. Oh, it's it's volcanic. Yeah, talk about a splash. I mean, <laughs> um, have you gotten vaccinated? <clears throat> yeah, I got my first shot last week. Of what? Moderna, which I think it's like the chic one, right? Uh, I don't well, know, sweetie. I think Pfizer's. I think Moderna's. Everyone's dropping dead from Pfizer, is what I heard. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought that was Johnson and Johnson. I'm getting my. Well, it's both. It's it's everything but Moderna. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, no, I just only had like a sore arm, mm. yeah. which like it didn't even like register as like I was in pain. I just felt like I walked into something, which, you know, <laughs> such a dance. I'm so clumsy. I just. <laughs> Wait, Amber is like seen without her, and it is so beautiful. Like the sun is setting. There's like a the a perp like a lavender. Um, this is coming off the tails of the purple iPhone being announced today. But like this purple. Um, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, uh, or like lavender like grill cover and her door. Like yeah. there's wooden sliding doors with like window panes that are wood that are probably brown, but they look purple-ish yeah there it's it's is there a viral sunset happening in la a viral sunset like, well you know tweeting about it well i don't know yeah um i don't think so i mean i wouldn't know the green there's also kind of sage green taco. she's back and she's she, back and she, then, added sure, she added a layer she added a layer we're back um still <clears throat> that you left behind <laughs> yeah, no, it looks so good like, without you in it because just like the the grill is that a grill behind you? Uh, that was what, that's my okay. Do you guys want to see my? I've been painting my retaining wall in my yard, so my entire yard is a oh, thing. I gotta come visit. Are you, you painting white then, or black? Oh, are those candles. I've got like, I'm painting it white. Uh huh. No, cute. Uh, yeah. Those are like the little glow, like, mm. um, bulb chain things. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is like this. This yeah. like opens to the backyard, so I've got like two mini backyards on different tiers. But this used to be the retaining wall used to be black, which made it's a really shady backyard. So it made like kind of the living room sort of dark, and in the summer it's really hot because it radiates black. I'm like, it should be white so that it's yeah. brighter in the living room. You gotta bounce that cooler. light in there. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it's also cooler. You know. Anyway. Uh, white or cream. It's cream. I would not paint like you. pure white. There's a little bit of a warmth yeah. to it, and then I'm gonna do some super graphic uh, design on it. I'll send you what that is in a little bit. It's like the mm -hmm. '70s, like it's all earth tones. And, anyway, John, you have to come over. I, I have, what frankly, Amber, if you don't mind. And then you... Silver Lake. She said Silver Lake. Interesting, because I am too. <laughs> I are you at the top he or the owns bottom too. of the lake? He owns. He owns. He owns. Oh, you own. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm in um I'm in a weird like old people part of Silver Lake where people would move here. Um like there's so many senior citizens. Wait, I'm in not too. the cool Yeah, okay. So Are you like okay. Well, let's not talk about it. We'll talk about it off the phone. <clears throat> but Just it's look like, out your window, you can probably see her right now. <laughs> Could you yell? Could you yell? <laughs> but it's like the okay, not I'm very a cool plot part for the first responders. <laughs> <laughs> the not the not cool part where it's like um like some public school teacher bought like a little two bedroom in 1962 for yes. like a reason. <laughs> exactly. And then you turn a corner and there's like this huge mid-century like 
thing that some producer probably owns and it's like i just live around all the all the nice old ladies exactly amber when did you move to la was it during the pandemic i did yeah okay that's right was that like long in the works or was it like no, I feel like um, you didn't tell anyone that you just were there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how I do things. Uh, <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Like, Doing things a like, little I'm differently. A <laughs> you know, when people leave a city and they're like, I'm going to just kind of hole up at this bar. Please come say bye. <laughs> no, I didn't have any goodbye thing. No, I, no, that's I, so, so sad. I told my mother um, like, Marco Polo and get two over days it. before I moved that I was moving. Wow. But she's in Indiana, so it doesn't really. It, it's all the same to her. Like yeah. you, it's either, as I put it, like a friend of mine was like, "Did you feel like you were selling out moving from New York to L.A.?" And then another friend says, "Well, we're both from the Midwest." And I'm like, "Yeah, it was a lateral movement from Sodom to Gomorrah." <laughs> like, and I gotta say, Gomorrah beats the hell out of Sodom. <laughs> Being outside all the time is, like, my new thing. Yeah, yeah being outside with some privacy is, like, something that I really desire. It's um, so nice. I, well, you're I, kind of a country boy. I love upstate. Um, I want a lake house near where I grew up, actually, which is... We should go to Lake Hemet when you visit. Where is that? Um, okay, it's, like, just outside of Idlewild. Um, is that where you just were? Uh, yeah, I'm so I'll I'll send you guys photos. It's it's like gorgeous. It looks so cute. It's really gorgeous, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I I don't have a lot of nature girls in my life. I think like you're maybe, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're maybe one of the few. But it's just like really really beautiful, and uh, and there's just like so much in California. It's like let's do the yeah. desert, let's do the mountains, let's do a lake, let's do the ocean. Like it's there's, There's even like, you know, you can ski. You can do all this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Ski. I mean, I've never skied and I'm not going to because I think it's controlled falling for rich people, but I like to have the option. <laughs> I want to know that I could. I've skied once in January of last year and um, fell off the ski lift and broke my <gasps> fall with my wrist and tore oh. my labrum. Oh, oh my god! I never even went down the mountain. Oh my god! And oh guess who was there that day? Who? Maggie Gyllenhaal. <gasps> Sorry, Scar. Oh. I have a Maggie Gyllenhaal story. What? You go on. I, my first job in New York was I would work weekends at a vintage store in Park Slope, and uh, I would make ten dollars an hour in cash. I get paid eighty bucks in my shift. What was it, Beacons? No, no, no. It was called oh, it was called Odd Twin. It was on the corner of Fifth Avenue and DeGraw. Mm-hmm. Um, it's since been shuttered, um, but and not because of the pandemic, whatever. But like, um, so I'm outside smoking a cigarette. I'm on my lunch break. I'm thinking like, oh, where do I go for lunch? You know, I, I never spent a lot of money on lunch. I saw Maggie Gyllenhaal go into this like, um, like summery kind of seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just gonna. Fall. I didn't even like think about it. I like pitched my cigarette. I'm, like, I'm going into. I'm just gonna get something yeah. there. She looks and like she knows where she's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will heard, follow. Yeah, I heard her order a lobster roll. I'd never had a lobster roll in my life. Yeah. And it said like market price, and I was like, okay. I mean, like, how much can a little hot dog be? Oh my God. Yeah. Like thirty-two dollars. No. Oh my god. Yeah, and that was like half my wages for the day, and I was oh. like, fuck you, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Worth I it, like. Though. 
don't even really like lobster. I like the um, there's like I don't even know if I like Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, I do. <laughs> there's that one really serious show where she was like somewhere like uh, oh um, overseas British. Yeah, <laughs> it was British. She was in like the Middle East. I don't know what she was like a was she a diplomat? What was she doing? But I remember being like, this mm-hmm. is good. She's actually a really good actress. I don't know why I mean she such a bitch. Good. She was good in that uh, Will Will Ferrell movie too. Oh, I actually like that movie too. Taxes. I like that movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great use of um, the song "Whole Wide World" too, which is my favorite. Like, who does that one, Amber? Songs. Who does that song? Whole Wide um, World. Reckless Eric. Okay. Because I used to write for Dangerous Minds. I was literally like a my my first writing work was all was all like counterculture music writing. Um, oh, but okay, but you've had such a life. Both of you I've, have. I've had wow. a, I've had it more than one. Write. I've been a lot of things. <laughs> you know what? I should write it down. I should write it down. Uh, but I I read Ad Monsters I, when I was fifteen. <laughs> Remember the shoes they made? Oh God, yeah. The There's the no, bottom of the shoe was literally an old tire and it had a <laughs> it had a a white spot near like the ankle and then a red spot on the tip of the toes, like. Here's for kicking like ass of like it was so Gen X. It was so so Gen X. I almost bought a pair. Uh, They're expensive though. Yeah, of course they are expensive. I'll just get Nikes for half the price. That's the problem with capitalism is that (laughs) to um, purchase things ethically, you already have to be rich. Yep. (laughs) But uh, I actually want to talk about your your photo book, Dan. Oh yeah, it's going to be coming out soon. What? You know, my friend Matt Weifheit's going to publish it. He's a very talented photographer himself, and he publishes a magazine called Matt Magazine, uh, M-A-T-T-E. We've known each other for a while. He gets the vibe. I mean, the work is, like, pretty much done. We just need to get it, like, the test copy printed, which is going to happen very soon. And then um, we're going to make the little website and put it out there. So Um, fun. I'm very excited because I've never had anyone else do that for me. <laughs> All the like, honestly, stuff. <laughs> it's a whole skill. And when you realize, like, oh, like you know, because I come from like this very punk background, like we'll do it all ourselves. And it's like, oh, I'm but, fucking like, old. I'm tired. I can't do it. Yeah. Also, literally some people, cannot do it. <laughs> some people are really good at it. Like it yeah. is a skill. Mm-hmm. And like anything, anything like design related. I'm like, whatever, I could do that. And it's like, then you see someone who is good at it. And I'm like, yeah. eh, I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I designed the cover. and I laid it out all myself. That's amazing. That part was actually because the it's, it's not, it's sort of laid out just like it's the layout simple. And it kind of emulates like the photo books you used to have when you'd like put prints in, in a way. So right. the, the images are all the same size. That's like intentional. And then, the layout's a little different, not too much, but the cover is very simple, and I've even simplified it more since the like dummy copy I made for myself. Um, but yeah, it just needs to get printed, and it'll happen soon. And uh, I think this is the right time in my life to do it um, because I. It's just also, I have feel like a right time that'll pay of, for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like it's that. sort of like it's a public in the sort of the public consciousness too, because like you have this like, like. I mean, like I've seen you do like portrait stuff, but like the Oof. the the photos I like love of yours is like it's like what if what if everyone disappeared from the world one day, mm-hmm. and you got to go through everyone's shit, <laughs> which is like kind of the dream, and yeah. so like that the for like a like a post pandemic thing to like have 
like to be focused on like objects and like you know machinery and things like mm-hmm. that that's that'll be a thing that like i don't know it's very intimate i think I like these it. things have like an act like all these inanimate objects actually have their own lives and it's like so yeah. sad to actually think like that but i i get that from like the artist alex de corte's work too oh, where he, it's- like it's like just mass consumerism isn't even that depressing because you can like form attachments with things, even if you just use it as like a dustpan. Like I'm looking at my dustpan. Well, I, mean, I love it. It's pine saw. I got it for like $3, but it's like so it's a cool thing I own. <laughs> <laughs> it's like green and in, yellow. In the, in the Marxist, in the Marxist <laughs> tradition, in the Marxist tradition, like, you know, the word materialist means something different. It means you think of the world as like a, you know, a, a negotiation of like resources and power and things like that. But also it's like, the history of objects and the history of things like mm. there someone made that yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah. like a team of people designed it i mean you know yeah. probably got made unethically but uh there's it's life in my apartment in, anyways you know there's life to do in now? every and every consumer product totally. and like with something as complicated as like an automobile which has like changed the world which has all of this like historical context like it's fucking cool like yeah. it's it's cool to think about it and also it makes the labor visible to like think about mm. those things. I used to draw dashboards when I was like when I was like in third grade. I would just doodle like oh, air wow. conditioning knobs. <laughs> oh my! That's amazing. God. Yeah, no. I no, love that. Also very vulnerable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not that I care about vulnerability, I really don't. But like, <laughs> it's I not brave. It's, yeah. I, I do think it's beautiful that like yeah. I don't know. It's a very tender project. Yeah. I think I figured out a way to make the vulnerability not seem corny or obvious because like, if like the real heads will get it. It's also like such a, like, it's just like about like a gay obsessive child who's like alone and has like nothing else to look at or think about. Like that's like the actual tea of the book is like, well, and when you're from a small place, you are like able to become more sort of eccentric in your interests mm. because there's nothing to do. Yeah. No, and we didn't have like <laughs> nice things growing up. I, seeing a Ferrari would make me go crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I was and I talked over you, but I was I was saying you don't have to contrive eccentricity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like us big city girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not to go back to John Waters, but like the when he he was talking about like going to do like live shows and stuff and how things have changed and my friend jen brought this up too where she's like she's from idaho and she's like i went back to idaho and she's like there's no longer this kind of like middle american she's like they all look like nyu students like it's flattened it's flattened the eccentricity like the internet has flattened the court sort of like weird interests and aesthetics and tastes that you develop really like idiosyncratically Mm -hmm. as a kid like the idea of being part of like a really like consistent subculture in Indiana wouldn't make any sense. You would you would be like, yes, I like um, Tupac and the Indigo Girls. Those are my two <laughs> favorite. Thi-. Like you don't you don't. It doesn't occur to you that that's idiosyncratic. Totally. Yeah, I remember like a, an Urban Outfitters moving to Nashville or coming to Nashville when I was huge in high school, and I was like, what's? I had never really thought about like commodifiable eccentricity yeah and i was like wait wait wait, what like I, like like you where you could just buy the the reproduced vintage tea yeah i i like like this is really showing my hand 
But when the mall, and I didn't have like a mall in my town, we just drive 45 minutes to the nearest mall. But when they got a um, uh, hot topic, which is like, there oh, used yeah. to be an area in uh, like Fountain Town outside of Indianapolis where you would go to like these little shops where someone would hand stud belts and you could buy like, mo- like you could buy things like that. And all of a sudden it was like mass produced, like bondage pants and stuff. And I was like, what? 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 Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah, totally. Hot Topic was huge. Huge. Wet Seal. Oh my God, I totally went to Wet Seal <laughs> when I wanted I, a, a slutty skirt. <laughs> I think when I was in like 10th grade, I bought me and my what? two best girlfriends went to Hot Topic and we were obsessed with the band The Killers. Um, so oh, we yeah. all bought the same t shirt and we got sent home because they thought we were in a gang. They're like a few oh. gangs in my high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> I remember after Columbine. Can I just turn it inside out? <laughs> after Columbine, they didn't allow trench coats. So, like, one, <laughs> the one goth kid got, like, yeah. profiled. And it's, like, he just really liked the Jesus and Mary chain. Like, it had nothing to do with that. Like. <laughs> Wait, Amber, forgive me. Where exactly did you grow up again? I grew up in... If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I moved around constantly. Um, Not like military kid constantly, but I was in a different, um, like, school system every new, like, elementary, kindergarten to junior high to high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, single dream mom. Mm -hmm. And... um, I, I I was just like a, I I would go from small towns to extremely rural, so like it was just like places that didn't matter and places that really didn't matter, mm-hmm. um, and the places that really didn't matter actually I think were maybe a little bit better in some ways because like one you were never like the only poor kid, mm-hmm. and two like no one. Like, you can't form cliques when there's only 80 people in your graduated class. Like, yeah, no, my weird. class was 72 or 75 people. So you knew everyone. I mean, there were obviously, like, yeah. friend groups, but, like, you knew everyone's name. You could, like, yeah. talk to everyone. You couldn't really afford to make enemies. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a rural kind of central Indiana, just various Hendricks County, Boone County, no one at night doesn't even make any sense to say this to anyone. <laughs> What's the proximity to Lafayette, Indiana? Pretty far. The problem with Indiana is it's like the opposite of Pennsylvania, where it goes like up. Yeah. So it's like when you have to drive north, you're like, oh my God, this fucking state is so long. Whereas <laughs> in Pennsylvania, it's like going east to west. So you're like, yeah. this is the longest. I've been here for years. Yeah. It's so long. Yeah. It's so long. And it's like, I think. A lot of Pennsylvania is gorgeous, but I can never enjoy it because I'm always trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also not that great. There is a really, have you been to like the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon before? I think there's like an actual no. name for it, but it's like two hours or maybe like an hour and 45 minutes south where I grew up. And it's called like the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. It's just like a, a, a river valley. It's been carved and there's like a viewpoint. It's pretty stunning. My, I keep meaning um, to drive through it on my way home, but it's very far out of the way because Pennsylvania, yeah, very it's long too state. Big. It's too long. It's too wide. My, uh, like, uh, weird city opinion is that I think 
Pittsburgh is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. I've always wanted to go there, not just because they film Dance Moms there, because there's so many bridges <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool so to go there. It's <laughs> like this walk weird, I think <laughs> because of the geography, because there are like hills and stuff everywhere, it's like one of the most integrated, and I don't just mean like racially, although it is like that too. Like it's one of the most, it's, it's difficult to have like a rich neighborhood when there's like, everything's in like ravines and shit like that i mean like la is sort of unique and that it's like figured out ways to but there's a valley so it's like a yeah, big yeah. but like but like a river cuts through the entirety of pittsburgh so like you go through this bridge tunnel and it opens up and all of a sudden everything is green and there's water and trees everywhere and there are these houses nestled and it's like working class houses and then there's like, you know, some nice middle class things and they're all sort of right next to each other. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's a post-industrial town. So there's a lot of like, whatever, but the bones are amazing. Like, it's like this, this, this would be a kind of green urban paradise if it was, you know, not yeah. if, the, if everything wasn't shut down. Right. I'm, I'm no stranger to a Rust Belt moment because I grew up on right. Elmira never rebounded and I went to college in Rochester, which did kind of, uh, but then Kodak is always having, you know, it's moments, but um, I wonder if they're going to film because they s just announced like Queer's Folk is going to be rebooted and the original was set in Pittsburgh. Right, but it was shot yeah. in Toronto. It was shot in Canada, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like, okay, why? Who are they going to reboot <laughs> it with? Oh no! I don't think that I don't know. They haven't announced that yet. But it's I not, am. It's not just. It's not like the Sex and the City reboot. It's like a whole. It's like queers folk teens, queers folk babies. Oh God! It's Ooh, just did you guys be... watch Generation? No. It looks skip it so bad. I watched it All every it? episode. What is oh, it? Oh my God! Dude. It's like a HBO Max Euphoria ripoff. It's I like written like by really high school euphoria. students. Euphoria just... literally upset me. Like the camera works really good. I'm impressed easily. A lot of, a lot of people time, put a lot of hard work in that show. Okay. I was looking, <laughs> I, I get the aesthetic the feel of it, <laughs> yeah. but at the time I was looking for um, like freaks and geeks on DVD, which like you can't get because of music rights. Um, but oh, I, first, I got one. Um, oh, and I love, I love freaks and geeks so much because I think it's kind of the anti John Hughes thing because the whole John Hughes is like oh there's the you know there's the spaz there's the nerd there's the whatever the, the preppy but it's like actually what high school is is everyone is a freak and everyone's a geek and in many ways yeah. it's the most fungible kind of part of your life mm -hmm. and I thought it was like a really beautiful show with like heart and then like everyone was obsessing over euphoria and I'm like I just feel like this is like softcore kitty porn like yeah. and it, it just kind freaked of me out. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of freaked me out that like everyone who really liked it was like actually like 35 <laughs> Like, very I, well put. Ooh, uh, I have to like I mean, sit with that for a minute. It's just, I was just like, how but come I like I older, see so this softcore kitty porn, but I can't find fucking freaks and geeks? Well, yes, it's a 35 year old playing a fucking high schooler, but it is like intimate, like stories about what it actually means to be like at a point in your life when you're trying to figure out some, something approaching an identity which is like this very like fluid, malleable thing. So I just like, I had this resentment for Euphoria. I get that aesthetically, it's very beautiful. I get that there's some amazing performances in it, but I was just, I just like, 
Is this just, is this like the equivalent of of all those 35 year old women reading like Teen Vogue because like they, Mm. like woke Teen Vogue? Yeah, like woke Teen Vogue. Like the kids are loving, it's like, no, you're the one who's reading this. Teens are, they have their own culture. Yeah, like (laughs) teens do not read Teen (laughs) Vogue. They do not. Oh, they do not. Vogue, but for me, They're getting I'm addicted teen. to opiates. <laughs> <laughs> they need help. Yeah. They don't need to be ha- scolded. And the only thing that I wanted when I was that age was to sort of like not be looked at. Yeah. Like yeah. to not be scrutinized. It's just like, I'm just fucking leave me alone. So like also, this whole like, like, the Zoomers are amazing. Like leave them alone. Okay. Yeah. Let them be unobserved for a little while. And teen as a signifier to me is just triggering because it reminds me of teen Bibles. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a signifier, like a prefix or whatever the fuck. Like yeah, yeah. I, I hate. It. Or like a youth ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no like yeah. It just it shocks me still that it's called Teen Vogue. Um, I think I resent Euphoria. I've never seen one second of it, but I, oh, okay. I think I resent it more aesthetically. I'm sure it has aesthetic merit, but I and it maybe it's just what it has like spawned i guess like but just the kind of like the the i'm so sick of seeing people lit one side pink one side blue yeah yeah lighting, yeah i'm glitter so tired it, of that bisexual there, there lighting was, yeah. there was a little bit <laughs> there was a little bit more masterful lighting in the show yeah. but i was just like i think that like cultures i just i wonder because like when we were growing up i think i was like 13 when the movie 13 came out and i was like this fucking rocks yeah. 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 Well, but that was like so. And what do they? What is like this generation? I should rewatch have? that movie. It's I like it's just the movie is actually it just looks it's like blue. It's just blue. <laughs> 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 I've yeah. seen it a long time. I've never been like this is blue as well, shit. Well, it's how I feel about like pop. It's like pop music. It's just like I'm like, can someone give me a melody? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's just kind of all like it's all vibe. It's pure vibe and just like. And I, I, I know there's a place for that. I know it's probably a response to something. I know it's like organic, I guess, but it's just like, I'm just like, where's the rigor in writing like an actual pop song with a proper verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge? Yeah, bridge, you know, like, yeah. You know, and that's how, and that's what I assume Euphoria is. And I've like, never seen it at all, but like. It is very I ambient, I think. Ambient, yeah. yeah. It's Tone very vibey. Vibe, vibe. I, I only saw a few episodes mm. before I was like, I feel gross watching this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't like... It's the bisexual lighting I don't like. And then, like, <laughs> also the... Just the general, like, the idea that... Sh- what what I do think was good about 13 was that, like, there isn't a presumed omniscient narrator. Like, it's like, this is a... This is a, a kid figuring stuff out and, like, she has a perspective. But, like, I think giving it feels you know what it feels very gen x again euphoria Mm -hmm. giving um giving like the main character a kind of uh uh what you call it high fidelity narrator voice is like already breaking with what it means to be in high school Mm. where it's like you don't have a sense of that or if you do it's wrong because Mm. you don't know what you're doing because the definition of youth is not knowing what you're doing Mm And that's why you can never get yeah, it back. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I didn't know there was narration. Yeah, yeah. Fidelity ass narration. I, I think... Have you seen Town? No. That? Sounds... It has never made it to, like, DVD. It's, it's only on VHS. 
And it is literally Lily Taylor playing Ooh. a like Latina teen. Sure. Okay. And it's, and, and it's an amazing performance. It's like Ooh. Lily. It's like Lily Taylor, and then like three actors who like literally never worked again. And it's it's like these girls, like in you know in I don't know. In an urban environment, I'm like, what's the euphemism I'm supposed to use? <laughs> um, but they're like, they're, it's all about they're like one of the, the friends in their friend group committing suicide. And it's like mm. just these like girlfriends just like processing it like all yeah. day long. It's so sad, but it, it, literally Lily Taylor has like full like lip liner, hoop earrings. Like, I, I literally, like, we have the power to cancel her right now. I got my Halloween costume figured I'll out. I'll protect her. I'll protect her at all, at costs. all costs. No, we know I'm yeah. going as for Halloween and do not steal this. I'm going as Rebel, the new ABC show Wait, starring, um, oh, my God. It's the woman who plays Peg Bundy and Married with Children. Why can't, oh, Kathy, my God, Katie Segal. Katie Segal, yes, yes. One of the most, She's I, like, first of all, one of my fashion icons. So Hello, Aaron, like fucking yes, Aaron, pussy. Aaron Brockovich produced this TV show. It's on ABC, and it's like she's like a badass, like, and uh, like Aiden from Sex and the City is her husband that she's trying to divorce, and she just like is trying to go after this uh, medical company because they produce like faulty heart valves, and she's gathering uh, victims of these people, and she's just uh, got no boundaries, and she wears like velvet blazers and like the, like a like a, a graphic t-shirt. It's like the Who, like the band t-shirt, and like uh, leather pants, and she's she's her name's Rebel. Um, I love it, and it's literally it's really hard to get there. Brockovich, or it's just yeah, essentially no, it's, produced. By it's like she's part of the production or producer. Uh, she has so a credit funny. on the show, and it's like based. This is like based loosely on Aaron Brockovich's life. Now, <laughs> it's wow. so insane. Didn't we the first pod we talk about Aaron Brockovich? How would we know? Yeah, how would we know? We wouldn't know. I, I had just rewatched it. Did it hold up? Um, in some ways, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, fully very eating diplomatic. On the yeah. Well, it's, it's very lo-fi. It's lo-fi. Like, I'm still trying to work. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like beautifully shot. It's like uh-huh. in, a, in, a, in a classic Steven Soderbergh way. Um, it's like straightforward, simple, unadorned in a classic Steven Soderbergh way. But like, it's 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 like schmaltzy as fuck. Mm. Yeah. But there are mo- but I still full chills when she's like the scene with the executives and um. She's like, tells them, you know, they're like, I don't, I don't know, the water. You remember that scene when she like tells them, yeah. that it's like, that's from our town, or like the, and, and then like they put it down or whatever, you know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, no, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Also, I, I love, I love Soderbergh, um, and I, I do remember it being very golden, and but like not in a, an annoying kind of or even like Spielberg way, but yeah, I remember the when she's like visiting the families. And like, mm-hmm. it's like they're sick. <laughs> and then I care a lot about consumer rights yeah. and uh, public, you know, utilities. Yeah, I just remember her boobs kind of looking like tennis balls. I was like, Julia Roberts. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that <laughs> was so hot in this. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that was during a, a very boob era too, where it's like boobs yep. were it, and they were like out, and they were <laughs> on. 
display. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I want. I my stomach is really flat right now, so I'm hoping midriffs will oh, come okay. back. Yeah, it's oh, all high waisted teens. It's all high waisted jeans now. <laughs> Amber, I wanted to tell you. So on like Patreon, like. First of all, don't look at this part of the website, but like you can read exit reviews for people who unsubscribe. And no. so yeah, oh, no. it's it hasn't gotten like that. I don't bad. have access to my podcast Patreon. Good, but like someone unsubscribed a few weeks ago and they said only subscribe for Big Titty Amber. <laughs> so this was a this was Hell a joke yeah. that one. Uh, my friend um made because he calls everyone like like my friend Willie calls him wide dick Willie because like whatever <laughs> like but my f- friend Stavros just gives everyone like a genitally or sexually flattering nickname and I think I was the f- first girl because he was going down the line uh, and he's like a big titty Amber and I mm. feel like though it's been a blessing and a curse because it is a funny joke and he's my friend and he's allowed to make that joke. But now other people call me that. And I'm like, I don't know you. You're not my friend. And it's also like I feel like yeah. I, I feel like I'm like a B cup. So I feel like people are very disappointed. Really? Yeah. No, they, no, you're not. <laughs> they, uh, well, no, you're I'm, not I'm a cup. No, I'm no. fine with it. Uh, they, they look at the sky and the whole thing, you know, like they're, <laughs> It's they'll age well, uh, but it, I feel like people are sort of disappointed. Although maybe you're right because I do have, I realize maybe um, that none of your titty, balls titty dysmorphia. are like two sizes too small. Like a D. No, like I have like no, titty dysmorphia. Yeah, no, because, absolutely. Uh, because I'm from the Midwest, and because that's 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 real big titty country. Yeah. So oh maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I had Milky big titties milk. for New York. <laughs> But uh, I got, I got, you know, little, little girls for, uh, uh, I think Maria Bamford said she called them her QVCs because they were dazzling miniatures. Uh, <laughs> for, for middle America, they're quite, uh, we'll say humble, humble breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in New York, Shakira said that too, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so you don't New York is not titty, titty country. Not- yeah. I think well, uh, it's more like legs and limbs kind of a place. Yeah. Stems. All about stems. stems. Yeah. Stemware. <laughs> Guys, I think we've done it. Do you think oh, we've okay. done it? <laughs> I think we've done it. it. We've done like an hour and a half, like fully, yeah. like more. We're doing we great. We really have to pee and smoke a cigarette. I think we did a really great job. So in terms of like Patreon profits from this episode how will we break this down because i honestly yeah. expect you to have I'll the just, most i'll invoice you, you. This. i'll yeah, invoice yeah. you but just you know just, text, just tell us the total and then we'll send formal invoices uh-huh <laughs> yeah no my producer will be in charge of all that <laughs> Amber, um, i'll have my girl call your girl <laughs> this is a really this is not an okay question but i'm i'm gonna fucking ask it let it rip <laughs> how do you and the Chaffa boys decide how to split the fucking Patreon money. Ooh. Oh, uh, it's all I just an equal it cut. All the time. It's all just okay, an beautiful. equal cut, which is uh, amazing because I've been editing a book and not another episode. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe I've I'll, noticed. Maybe I'll never be on another episode again. Maybe this will be my last podcast. 
Dan, maybe you'll get my last podcast wow. up here. Oh, no, because you're com- both of you are coming back on. We're okay, true. Yeah, yeah. For year two. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, even when I it, – it's good, though, because it means that, like, if one of us has to do something, like, edit a book, they can or take a break. play a video game. What do they do? <laughs> yeah, they, they do love their video games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're not so grooming. Works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean – really wholesome just kidding i think feel back stuff um <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of people yeah well it, it's hot enough and whatever anyways uh <laughs> have, well, you, ha- have you have <laughs> you seen Biederman, though we did not match on locks so okay yeah i think that says it all he's he like a nice a guy. gay brother yeah he does oh yeah. my god I'm mm-hmm. oh, and a loud mean sister <laughs> he's, he's like I am the only yes, heterosexual yeah uh, <laughs> like and he's like when I go back home for um, holidays uh, my family never listens to Chapo they listen to Red Scare <laughs> oh T yeah wow. it's it's literally his family he's like it's like my mean sister my gay brother and my like you know, Hyde Park Jewish yoga teacher mom are all listening to Red Scare. They don't give a shit about Chava. I'll let a little secret out. I'm going on Red Scare tomorrow to review Hunter Biden's memoir. So I'll look Ooh. out for that. Can't I wait. I just read that book in two days. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's actually a very easy book to read, but I am kind of stupid. So it was hard, but That's I feel very true. accomplished. You're so yeah. smart. Was it hot? No, there's no. It's, it, all, it's all PR. It's all damage control. It's like, daddy's so great. And oh. crack mm. is good too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My two favorite things, daddy yeah. and crack. Yeah. Talk there's, about a, there's a lot of corn pop, like sort of uh, early childhood stuff, like Hunter. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Nostalgia. I, I could have made this up in my sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. He probably he did too. Very weepy and nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. He's lacrimose. And curse. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really got to pee. I got to smoke. I can't wait to do this again. It's going to be great. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) Hey, Dan, I want to congratulate you on a year. (laughs) Thank you so much. I got my one year coin token. Um, (laughs) Thank you both again. You know, this is fun. Good night. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for subscribing and tuning in. Good night. Bye. Bye. (laughs)